Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. What's up, Mike? Hey, Chet. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I am great, Chet. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I got my We've been new- doing this pre-roll for like 20 minutes before this, so it's always weird to introduce ourselves again yeah, right. for the patrons that are, that are getting the pre-roll. Oh, shit. I lost my electronic cigarette. I got a new e-cigarette, and it's amazing, and now I can't find where I put it. Chet would be the best advertiser for just about any product. Like the first thing he does when he gets on the phone with me is he's like, I just got this brand new thing. Here's the name of it. Here's how you spell it. Here's where I got it. It's amazing. <laughs> like, wow. Sell hey, it. Sell when it, when I like something, I, you know, I like to talk about it. I know you do. Only problem with this, <laughs> this thing is black though. And it's like, everything's black around here. Okay. So. Well, while you look for that, I'm going to introduce our amazing special <laughs> guest that we have today. Paul Booth is with us and we are so excited to have you not only just because you're an amazing artist, but also okay, because you're the first person representing the tattoo world on the dark art society podcast, Yes, which seems crazy at this stage in the game. We, why don't we have someone from tattoo world yet? You know? <laughs> yes. Welcome, Paul. Well, thanks for having me guys. Thank you for coming Absolutely. on. Our pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about, uh, in many episodes about how, you know, the tattoo world is really a big reason why dark art has gained so much acceptance in the world, you know? So the the dark art community is is a huge um, amount of uh, debt to the tattoo world. I mean, don't you you think that's one of of the reasons that it's kind of gotten out there more is the, the acceptance of tattoos and well, tattooers are always the rebellious outcasts, right? (laughs) Like anyone into dark art, you generally grew up an outcast of some sort. So uh, yeah, we gravitate together, you know. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be the the running theme. Yeah. <laughs> the outsider. I, I started tattooing like thirty years. Well, yeah, Halloween will be thirty years for me now. Wow. <laughs> uh, when I came on the scene, uh, probably the scariest tattoo is a design you could pick off the wall because there wasn't much freehand going on, and the scariest thing I could find was like a skull you know right and uh i came across in you know my rebellious nature doing what i want and uh started drawing monsters you know and demons and stuff and uh i guess i uh found a niche you know and uh there's plenty of people out there that appreciate the darker aesthetics so uh yeah it's been a crazy ride you started on halloween yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's fitting, you know? <laughs> it's perfect. It's too perfect. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, when, so for, you know, I'm sure everybody knows you, but you gotta, you gotta I gotta give a little bit of info uh, about you just for people that might not know because we're trying to, you know, branch out and reach a lot of different people. But Paul is, you know, pretty much the biggest tattooer in the world and, and he's known for these incredible black and I lost some weight. What's that? I lost some weight. He, he did lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that big that way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, actually. Yeah. My yeah. Attempt at being humble. <laughs> yeah. You looked amazing. I, I was like, Whoa, when I saw you at the show, man, you lost a lot of weight. It was pretty, pretty great. But, uh, yeah, 
so he he's known for these incredible uh, black and gray tattoos. He's an excellent oil painter. Uh, really one of the best in I think in our in our realm of dark art and um, he owns uh, Last Rites Tattoo Theater and Art Gallery which is a uh, his tattoo place and, and his art gallery and he's kind of really the only art gallery that uh, I know of well there's a couple there's a couple new ones now but he's kind of the first dark art gallery that that I, I've known of I think you're the first, right? Isn't Last Rites the first? Um, as Dark Art goes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a kind of exclusive to that. Yeah. I've had the luxury of uh, being able to focus on, because of the persona and the history, you know, focusing a gallery on darker art is uh, obviously a no-brainer for me, but it's also where my passion lies. So right. It's a, you know, a natural uh, progression. So uh, were you an, an, an art kid? When you're yeah, a- yeah, that's all I've ever seemed to have known, you know. I uh you know, people ask me where it comes from and everything and I just refer to stories like my mother always told me that when I was in the high chair I always went for the black crayon. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, figure, you know. Uh when I was nine I blacked out the windows to my room so the sun wouldn't get in. Wow. Um, Kindred spirits here. And what else? Uh <laughs> <laughs> plenty of dark shit in my youth you know yeah um, do you but uh it's always been there well, what do you have yeah yeah because i i feel like for me it's 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 and i've said this before on the podcast it feels like um it, it feels like it's just part of who i am and i and, and i have you know theories especially after doing the documentary with mike as to why i might have gravitated towards that because you know childhood trauma and stuff like that sure. but it also feels like part of my DNA in some weird way, you know, like I always liked if it wasn't uh, monsters, which it was from the earliest I can remember. It was also really weird, bizarre stuff like Terry Gilliam animations on Monty Python's yeah. Flying Circus. It was always weird shit in some form or another, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, I, does it feel that way? <laughs> does it feel like yeah, that with totally. you or? Totally. I've always been the guy that, you know, uh, if there's carnage, I'm the most interested in seeing it. You right. know, a demise of some kind, I'm always the one wanting to see it. It's not that I think it's cool. It's just that, well, maybe I do. I don't know. Well, but it's a fascination, I, I'm maybe. attracted to the dark side of human nature, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's like it's born in you, man. You know, it, it, it's not something you learn or to appreciate. You just kind of your inner demons have an appeal, you know, and have a desire to feed on this imagery and this, uh, um, this sort of thing. And they need to be fed too, you know, right? <laughs> maybe that's just something we were either aware of or uncontrolled, you know, uncontrollably, uh, driven by. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say that, you know, if that's the case, then everybody has it. It's just everyone pe- does. I pe- agree. People haven't made friends with their demons yet. You know what well, I mean? A lot of people live in denial, you know, it's right. like you take, you take the light road or the dark road. Everyone thinks you need to take the light road to have a good life. And I believe you need to face your demons and your traumas and, right. and uh, come to terms with shit. If you want to get any stronger in life, you know? Yeah. So, that, that, that reminds me too. that article I sent you, Mike, of that psychology today article. Oh, that yeah. was crazy, man. <laughs> that was, I remember when that first came out, I was like, this is amazing. This is like, 
<laughs> kind of huge. I can't believe I got in psychology today. <laughs> I know, but it's <laughs> it's so. Yeah, but like, it but it's strange, you know. It's it's right though. It's you should be in psychology today. It's yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's just funny to be taken seriously like that by a I mainstream. Oh, totally. <laughs> but they I they. Go to somebody shrink and you wouldn't even reply. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here, asshole. Here's what I think of you and your shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try it my way. <laughs> but it's great just talking about the, you know, the 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 healing power of yeah. healing yeah. your your trauma with uh, through tattooing and and through you know dark expression of darkness and tattooing. It's really amazing and kind of powerful, you know. Well, you reach a, you know, when it's in your skin, it's a part of you more than anything else could be, even a painting, you know. Right. Uh, when, and, and not to diss painting, I'm a painter as well. Yeah. But when I'm painting, it's me and my own demons, you know. Right. When I'm with a client, it's me and theirs. And uh, they share their stories with me and, and such. And uh, and I get visions of sorts, you know, and mm. of, of visuals anyway of uh, what they're telling me. And then I just kind of, created on their skin but what happens is there's a sort of catharsis that goes on where uh they're forced to come to terms with whatever is symbolizing that trauma or that demon of sorts you know Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it um and uh it forces them into a closure because they have to look at it as a part of them you know uh it's confronting your shit in the ultimate way and so far, the clients that I've done this with, it's worked quite well. So, you know, I keep pursuing it. And, uh, it's an interesting ride, for sure. I'm oh. really into the psychology of tattooing as a result of all that. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it's really a kind of a noble thing. It's like very, you know, shamanistic in a way. So, it has that side to it, but I always, I can't. You know, friends say, you're like a shaman, you know, and I'm like, I think of myself in a burlap robe, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. Maybe not quite a shaman, but maybe an instigator, you know? It's just cool. It's just, you know, that is is the one thing that, as an art form, tattooing's got over any other art form, is that direct, personal, you know, putting it in their skin. And making it part of them. And, you know, I'm envious of that from a painter standpoint. You know, it's like, I think that's, that's, that's actually um, the, the, I personally think the the coolest thing about tattooing is that, that relationship and that kind of permanence and the pain. And it's as far as like, uh, uh, it's all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. As part of like, as, as part of like, uh, the, the, what's the word I'm trying to come up with, you know, like, like an artistic statement in a way, you know, or, 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 uh, uh Mike, help me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure where you're going. <laughs> it's uh, okay. It's like, uh, you know, uh, 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 God, there's a word. I'm fucking brain dead. I need to have some more caffeine water. Well, you know, I, I will say what's interesting, Chad, is that you have driven ink into someone's skin, and I'm sitting right here. That's true. So interesting. That's true. Enough, you've, you've tattooed uh, like what all of two or three people, yeah. And he, Chad, tattooed me right oh, there. Right well, okay. yeah, a little. I outlined it. I, you know, I, I've done a few. But, but what's interesting, Chad, is that 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 
demon is one of my demons, and I very much knew that when I had you tattoo it on me. Right. It has a name, it has a symbol, it had a position on my body, and you drove it into me. So, you know, you, you do have a taste of it, obviously not the, the grandiosity of having done it for 30 years by any stretch <laughs> yeah, <right>. of the <laughs> Oh, that's cool. See, I didn't know that. Man. Yeah, I well, I was I was thinking about doing it for a while because I, I was getting so much encouragement by actually people yeah. like you and Sean Barber and yeah. all when I was doing the doing the conventions, and it just seemed it seemed crazy to not do it. Right. I still no, have okay, issues man. about it, you know, because it's like yeah. I didn't I didn't do it, but I I got I I bought all that dude uh, Caesar. I think he might have worked with you for a while i'm not really in contact with him anymore but that uh he's from you know caesar he's from oh yeah hungary yeah, yeah or something York. yeah yeah he kind of yeah. was really kind of pushy with me and like was pushing me to do it and uh -huh. which was kind of cool in a way because it made me you know i had cash from the tattoo conventions and he's kind of right. like so i have uh, a tattoo machine i've got everything and i just right. I never followed up on it because I, uh, I, well, it's, I, it's intimidating, man. You know, oh yeah. Marks on people. If you fuck up, you know, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, it, you know, and I think I just thought it was, you know, I didn't have the two years to spare, you know, to learn right, it right. well. And, right. and I'm so satisfied with painting and the solitary right. aspect of it, that it was like, sure. I'm already doing the thing that I know I love the most. Right. And, you know, I always say someday, maybe when I am making more money and I, and I have time, I can actually learn it properly yeah. and do it, yeah. you know, cause I just think it's, uh, I guess the, the thing I was trying to search for was like, you know, there's a, a, a mission statement. It's not it. Fuck. I can't think of what it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll think of it later. Anyway, I'm totally anyway. Okay. But, He's like, Paul, what is your vision and mission? No, no. It's <laughs> like, I just can't put it into words right now. I'm I'm just too excited to have Paul in here. Um, <laughs> so let's. Uh, you're a, a an expert oil painter. Um, how did you? When did you start painting? Was that before tattooing or? Because I I was reading up that you, like me, you did airbrushing in high school and and other art stuff like that in high school. Yeah, yeah. I I was a painter before I was a tattooer actually. Uh. Um, in high school, I mean, it was, it had evolved into, um, uh, like, um, airbrush and such, but I mean, I was, you know, I took a few painting classes when I was a teenage, young teenager and, uh, got into it. You know, I spent a lot of time alone in my art room as mm -hmm. a kid. So, yeah. Um, it was a natural progression, but, uh, I had gotten into airbrush about the time I got into Giger. And uh, mm. wanted to try and emulate the sort of things he was creating, you know, right. and, uh, as one of my distant mentors, you know. And um, yeah, I basically uh, I got into airbrush. I was painting murals on cars and bikes, and basically got all my party money through painting denim jackets back in high school. Right. <laughs> and uh, if anyone remembers that, <laughs> you're old. <laughs> How cool would that be to have a, a Paul Booth denim airbrush jacket? Oh, no shit, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Iron Maiden jackets. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, um, and then, uh, yeah, when I was uh, 19, I 
got a tattoo my daughter was born and i was freaking out being a dad at 19 wow yeah and like my friend suggested get her name tattooed on you you know i'm like all right went and picked the design off the wall i got to customize it so i was all excited i didn't know you could do that (laughs) and i watched him do it and i'm like oh shit i could learn this you know Mm -hmm. i want to learn this i wasn't thinking about a career i just was exploring you know and another medium fell into it and i was pretty quickly making money and 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 making art i could customize designs that i was tattooing on people Uh, i drew all my own tattoos and it's a traditional apprenticeship you know but uh so i did thousands of tasmanian devils and hearts and roses and And, uh three years later i hit the, the scene the convention scene and did a back piece of my girlfriend at the time was hoping to just find a job because I had lost mine due to, uh, nepotism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, uh, um, I just, uh, it exploded, you know, it was wow. like her back piece was the first one the public had really seen from me. I kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I've been tattooing just under three years, but no one knew anything about right. me, you know? went to this big convention looking for a job and uh ended up on the cover of the next issue of the main magazine and all this attention and getting invited all these places and it's just been non-stop you know yeah that must have been exciting an exciting time be into what i was doing right demons you know yeah same here with the artwork man (laughs) that was my whole thing when i started painting Uh, that was my whole like i'm gonna prove to joseph campbell follow your bliss theory because no one's gonna buy this shit and if and i know it's my bliss so if it's true it will work and it did work so that must have been a super exciting time for you i mean right it was a blur man (laughs) really blur all i was trying to do was keep up with all this massive attention no i didn't know i'm just a fat kid from new jersey you know so Mm -hmm. it's like all of a sudden i'm getting invited to all these crazy places with all these crazy artists i looked up to you know Uh and they're treating me with various degrees of respect i'm like what the fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like all right well i'm gonna tattoo that's what i know and uh, seem to know and uh we'll just keep going you know what what year was that around um 91 oh wow yeah crazy um yeah it's uh you know it was funny because my first interview that came out the first thing I did was diss Christianity. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I grew up Catholic and suffered much and still am. But, uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I came out like, yeah, you know what? Fuck Catholicism and, and, and all this shit. And next thing you know, I'm getting death threats from these crazy Christians. He, and, uh, people don't realize. Like, I'm like, they're like my little children, you know. Like, oh, <laughs> That, you know? People don't realize way to go out. You know? Yeah, right. not the death because I'm an artist who draws shit you don't like. Right, you know? <laughs> that would be immortality, I suppose. I, I, <laughs> I think younger people take it for granted that you you, you couldn't say that in '91. It's kind of common no, no, to, to talk shit no, about no. Christianity nowadays, but you couldn't say that and not get death threats back then. It was like yeah. not, you know, there was. What not really an internet even back then. So that was that, that was during the right. satanic craze phase, you right. know, the satanic late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, satanic panic. Yeah. 
I was right in the heart of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. People <laughs> say that still think I'm the leader of this big secret satanic cult and I eat babies. Right. <laughs> it's not that it's not true. It's just I don't really advertise it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, one another thing we talk about a lot on um, – on the podcast. Cause we're, you know, this podcast is all about promoting this movement and get, you yeah. know, legitimizing it, I guess you could Absolutely. say, or, or just, awesome. you know, cause it's, cause yeah. it, we, we all know it should be, it should be taken seriously, but you know, the, a lot of society doesn't know that yet. And, um, one thing that we always talk about is how most of the dark artists are just the nicest people. And it's such a yeah. weird, it, I well, mean, they get it out. Man. Yeah. Right. They get it out. We, expel it you know the people that live in denial are the ones that fucking you know build it up and turn into serial killers right exactly you know, people like us are pretty mellow the, the genuines anyway you know yeah right exactly people yeah. that are genuinely appreciate and and produce even dark art are always mellow and pretty decent people yeah, you know? yeah. i really think it's because you know we're we we're venting that stuff, right? You know, and getting it out. For me, it's all about getting rid of the poison that's inside of me. You know, right? right. I picture, it's like getting it out of me, and, and and I feel better later. It's almost like an exorcism. Right. Know? Right. Um, absolutely. So I, that tends to be why I think we're just cooler people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the, you're you're the perfect example though of that that kind of person because you know you're as dark as they come as far as the aesthetic and everything, but you're also like the nicest guy in the world. I see you, I see you, uh, and it's not like Paul's just nice to me because I'm. Uh, I'm another artist doing this. I see the way he tr treats his fans and stuff at these conventions. <laughs> he takes time out. He talks to them. He lets them take pictures. He never acts annoyed or anything. He's really, yeah. really cool. Well, thanks. You know, it's, it's a, important, man. Those yeah. are the guys who put you there. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. With, I always say that without the, the fans that we really wouldn't yeah. be shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, 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 uh, I think that I just think you're kind of the perfect the perfect example of, of that, the nice, the sweetheart, the sweetheart, dark oh, artist. Really. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like if Satan's going to appear to you, he's going to be a nice little old lady. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm curious, Chet, when, when did you first discover Paul and his work and who he is? Um, because you're, you know, you're from that same era. I mean, you're a little, you know, based on the, the years I'm doing the math, you're a little younger than Paul, it seems like. No, no. But Paul, I think Paul's no, you younger guys are the than same age. I think Paul's I'm younger 50. than me, maybe. How old are oh, you? But you guys are. I'm 50. Oh, I'm 52. Okay, we're the same age. Okay, so you guys are the same age. So, you know, you were coming up doing your special effects thing out of the 80s, working on the remake of The Blob, you know, doing this kind of work, working with Tool. So when did you cross over and discover Paul and his work and what he's doing? You know, I think the first time, because I, I didn't start painting until 2000. Just and that's when I was still in the industry, and it was like kind of oh, I'm going to give this a shot, and I didn't really get serious about it till around 2000, early 2000s, 2002 to 2005 is when I started getting serious about it. And believe it or not, I think it was um, Yasha, Yasha at, at Strict Night Gallery, which is maybe maybe a sore subject, but um, <laughs> you know, as as much as as much as the Yasha. 
uh, uh, Strychnine Gallery didn't quite work out in the long run. You know, I met a lot of really cool people through that. I did get to show in Europe twice because of that. So, you know, it it, it, it ended up. I showed in Berlin. uh, Yeah, right? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Sometimes shit goes bad, but whatever, you know, you move on. Yeah, exactly. But but I think that was around the same time because she I know that she was she would talk about you a lot as a I don't know, you guys were connected somehow as strict nine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so what's that? What was that? <laughs> if I say anything, I'll get sued. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the first. I think that's the first I'd heard about you. So it was probably like the you know probably two thousand. I don't know. 2006, well, 2007, uh, something like that. Yeah, 2006, we got together, uh, opened a gallery together in New York, which later uh, transposed over to Last Rights Gallery. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, was it 2007? Yeah. Right. But I didn't really get involved in the tattoo scene at all until um, 2009 or 10. Yeah, right. You know? Okay. And then I think at that point I realized what a big deal Paul was because I, you know, he, you, you were always brought up all the time at these shows. So, um, I guess, cause our, our, our styles of artwork and, um, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah. I, I wanted to, uh, talk to you about your painting as well, because your paintings okay. are really, really good, really good. Um, they're weird. <laughs> yeah, they're weird and really good. Uh, you, you are you primarily do you, do you use a grisaille technique or your i don't know what i use man i uh <laughs> i thought that i the term scumble comes to mind yes yeah. yes i scumble much uh, <laughs> we're scumble I, bums uh, yeah scumbling along <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm really a lot of it is self-taught yeah uh, like i'm not great with color so a lot of my colored paintings have very rudimentary approach on color it's getting mm. better but right. uh it's more about dimension and 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 uh textures and depth things like that but you know i'm trying to learn color but it's so complicated oh man that's that's <laughs> color is my issue as well it's that's yeah. my heart that's the that's the one aspect that i i feel like i still struggle with even today it's not the coloring the color thing is is kind of a mystery and you know i yeah. feel like i'm learning all the time just yesterday I was painting and it, i was thinking about that because i'm painting these um uh, different colored kind of demons for for a commission right, right. and it's uh-huh. it's color is really difficult especially doing color and value at the same time is really hard yeah. you yeah, know totally. and the whole it's always too bright for me you know right um, I'm, I'm, every time i try and do color it's like so bright, you right? Know? <laughs> like muted saturation, you know. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing I did realize uh, in in my color journey in this art journey is um, really the the uh, it's all about grays and the and the colored yeah. grays are really colors rather than yeah. you know what I mean. And and yeah, and, yeah totally. So uh, you can get a lot by. Um, uh, uh, you can do a lot with color with very little color, I guess. Is yeah, the point, right, you right. know. Yeah, I've done some tattooing where I incorporate. Uh, it's almost like halfway between black and gray in color. Oh, really? Like I, tint, I tint my grays so that it's a greenish gray or oh. a bluish gray or, you know, reddish gray, and and kind of work it like that. Well, 
talking tattoos now. Sorry, but no, um, that's all right. But yeah, it all for me. It all carries over. You know, I, I my tattoo techniques reflect my painting techniques, and vice versa as well. So they're kind of interchangeable. It's just mm. the difference. More well, I do black and gray with tattooing. Although I just did a color piece. I'm working on. Uh, last week first one in like 15 years oh wow that's Um, cool which is i guess why i'm thinking about color more than normal but uh but yeah you know the the paintings are uh when i'm by myself so it's a whole different kind of uh ideology i suppose yeah that's one of the things i love about painting so much is the solitary aspect of it yeah i I really enjoy that you know just having no no input (laughs) <laughs> it's just when the paintings start talking back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But you know, that's uh, that's when you're that's when you're tripping balls and painting. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been able to do that in paint. I've never, I, I I've tried tripping and painting, and it never works out for me. It just looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I want to see one now. Prove it. <laughs> Prove that it looks stupid. I want to see one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't even think I. Kept I just them. remind myself that it's just canvas and paint. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you can always just tear it in half. You know. Absolutely, or paint um, over it. Take the pressure off. You know, and uh, but yeah, you know, I, I I experiment a lot with that sort of thing. Uh, even uh, DMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you were telling me some crazy DMT stories. I, I've written some of my best show treatments and scripts for projects tripping, you know. I I um, believe that. Brainstorm, you know, so. I, I believe that, yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had some amazing ideas, but it's like I can't, you know, my, my coordination's all screwed up. Yeah, right, right. You know? Yeah. I've, I've felt like things have been dictated to me in that state you know it's like ideas out of nowhere it's crazy and really amazing ideas like the whole ego death show was just like popped yeah. in my head out of nowhere yeah. you know yeah totally because like, i went there asking you know what should my next show be right and it's like boink here it is okay now what idiot dummy <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got a million yeah. of them what are what do you want <laughs> <laughs> So I being self-taught um I feel like my my issue with color a lot of it has to do with I was always a a pencil guy. You know, yeah. all, that was the one constant artistically through my life except when I got into to makeup effects that changed, but I was always drawing and it was always about you uh-huh. know, black and black yeah. and white and gray and that's it. Yeah. And so yeah. I I wonder if you're uh also same, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I've always been a charcoal guy. Oh yeah. Even my tattooing techniques are based on charcoal renderings. Yeah, they look like charcoal renderings. That's what's really one of the cool things about your tattoo work is they really look like drawings, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I hate lines, and uh, I like texture, and I like um, depth, of course. You know? Right. On skin, you know, you're working three-dimensionally on a three-dimensional canvas. Right. So it becomes uber-complicated if you let it be. Right. You know? Which is fun, you know, figuring shit out. So, um, you know, I've always explored that. And, uh, uh, but, you know, my tattoos are hopefully built for longevity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the contrast I use and such, it's all about looking good in 10 years. Yeah, right. So my style 
styles developed itself into that direction where it doesn't have to be hit again in a year or two, you know, right. like a lot of the realism that you see nowadays. So. You know, since we're talking about tattooing, I got to ask you, I've been wondering this ever since I've seen a picture of the tattoo in your head. What is the tattoo in your head? Uh, it's more about the journey than the result. Uh, for me, it was a rite of passage based on, uh, I had a lot of trust issues with people over the years, but mm. I got burned pretty hard years ago. Uh, and, uh, it left me having a hard time putting any trust in anyone. You right. Know? And so it was an attempt to learn trust again, I suppose. Huh. So I went to Felix Liu, um, old time tattoo legend, uh, family, the Liu family. Mm. Uh, Philip, his son, was like a tattoo brother to me. So cool. Uh, when I had gotten to know Philip's dad, Felix, uh, he had really visionary artists that inspired me a lot as an artist, you know, uh, in uh, theory and that sort of thing, you know. And uh, I decided after a couple of years of figuring out what to put on my head, mainly because I wanted to make the commitment to my craft, and that to me is the ultimate one to remind me what I do and why I do it. Right. So I knew I wanted my face tattooed, but I didn't know with what. I did want it to represent my creative side. Uh, so I went to Felix and I said, hey, uh, I'd like you to design my head tattoo. Uh, I'd like uh, uh, Philip to tattoo it and uh, family project kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he designed 42 different pieces for my head. Wow. And I had to pick one. <laughs> and uh, that was wow. hell. But after a week or so, I picked one, and it turned out to be his favorite one as well. Oh, cool. And uh, my decision before I even saw anything was whatever he draws, I'm wearing it. I don't care. I do, but I don't care if he <laughs> drew a big penis on the side of my face. <laughs> like, this is what I'm getting, you know? Right. And, and I made that commitment to myself. Uh, You're trust trusting him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my mentor is going to design the tattoo that I'm going to wear on my face. So that was kind of the main thing. And I wanted his art. Uh, pen and ink is, you know, what what he did. And um, uh, he designed it. I loved it. It fit perfectly. He drew it exactly the size. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. uh, it was nine hours of tattooing. Wow. Straight. Wow. I uh, got a concussion. Spoken tongues. Um, what? Uh, oh yeah, I was a babbling. <laughs> really? For two days. Yeah. Wow. You did yeah. nine hours straight on the side of your head. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Whole <laughs> outline too. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy intense. Yeah. I, uh, hey, you ain't. Got, you, those people that suspend got nothing on you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know my customers are in pain, and I just laugh. You know, like, you have no idea what pain is. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So is yeah. so is it an abstract design or yeah. can, okay, okay. Can yeah. you yeah. yeah. It's um it's really unique and it's like I you know, every I think everyone associates it with you now because it's so yeah. different, you know. It, it it represents the creative process. Right. It's a spiral and it's it's reaching out everywhere. It's right. kind of like, you know, and, and um um 
So it feels like a part of me. It always has. Since I got it, I wondered why I never had it before, you know? Right. Always meant to be there. That's Now I'm doing the other side, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Getting the nerve up for a couple years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just don't get a concussion again. Jeez. Yeah, right? (laughs) That's all part of it, you know? You got to... You gotta, you gotta suffer, man. That's yeah, just how it is. I know. I know. That's you know. Tattooing wouldn't be special if it didn't hurt. Right. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's one of the uh, the magical aspects of it, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you were self-taught as a painter was that just mean uh-huh. did that mean you just started messing around or did you like read books well, and stuff? I had a few and- lessons. I had a few lessons here and there. Um for about six months, I went to a uh, an illustrator, mm. uh, private lessons from an illustrator uh, called uh, Tim Jacobitz, and he did a lot of the Goosebumps covers. Oh, cool! That. Yeah, so, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, and uh, in the early days, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, he helped me a lot. Um, so I had some here and there, but for the most part, it was figuring things out, you know. And, and, um, I don't want to say I was totally self-taught because I want to credit my mentors, you know, like right. as far as I'm concerned, Giger taught me a lot just by existing, you know? Yeah. Like, no kidding. Boris Leo, Frazetta, mm-hmm. you know, uh, back in my day when I was a teenager, all I had was like art, uh, calendars, right. you know, from the bookstore, you know, and, and uh, there was no researching on the internet. I know. You know, the library. Remember going? Did you ever go to? <laughs> I used to go to the library. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems quaint so, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how cool was it to show Boris Vallejo? Oh my God! What? That, a, what a, I can what believe that when I saw that. That's Dude, amazing. Out. when he said yes, I'm like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like uh, no, it can't be. You know. Yeah, that's a score, um, man. That was, you know, because I mean. The the hours spent in my art room just trying to figure out how he could do what he did, right. you, know, and, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like friends with the guy and he's showing in my gallery and I'm representing his art. Where, it's like heavy, you know, where does he live uh, for me personally? So is he like East Coast person? Where's he live? Yeah. Is, uh, uh, oh, he's in Pennsylvania. Oh, OK. Um, I didn't know that. Um, oh. um, so, yeah, you know, he's uh, we go out and visit every now and then you know uh, uh cool but uh yeah it's uh really him and julie are great yeah people. and they're amazing really. amazing artists too i mean i i grew up on that boris stuff it was like you know frazetta and boris were yeah. big ones for me frazetta boris and um um giger of course but uh, you know it's funny my dad you know my dad was a painter um i don't know if you know he was he was a painter and um he called Boris up like in the seventies, I think somehow or in the eighties, maybe to kind of pick his brain. And, and he, he was totally cool about it and, cool. you know, talked to him on the phone and would, you know, share, share techniques with him, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I always wanted to meet him. So hopefully one of these days I would, uh, I had, I, I had a poster in my room. It was a, a Boris poster of this, of this oh shit of this uh my phone is ringing sorry of this woman in a leather jacket 
but she doesn't have like pants on. Have you seen that one? And it's just her ass kind of, it's like oh, her yeah, back yeah, too. Yeah. It's yeah. just like amazing. This painting. That's how yeah. cool my parents were. They didn't care that I had this poster up, but it, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, my dad was painting nudes all the time, but I had that thing in my, uh, in, in my bedroom as a, as a kid. And it was just, I just couldn't figure out how he painted that. Yeah. I mean, his stuff is so. Yeah. Nice. I know exactly the feeling. <laughs> his flesh tones are just unbelievable. And there's actually a really, uh, I don't know. Do you have that book that he put out? Like in the, I think in the eighties, maybe it's really uh, in my collection. I'm sure I do. Yeah. And he, he does demos of how he paints his paintings. Yes. 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 I learned a lot from that book. Actually, a friend of mine at, um, when I worked at Rick Baker's, he, he, uh, gave me the book and, it's his technique is really cool. And I, it, it really yeah. had an influence on how I paint, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of does the whole, you know, it's very illustration yeah. type technique where he sort of, uh, inks in the, the figure or, or paints in the figure in, in, uh, raw umber and, or burnt umber. And then, right. you know, covers the whole thing in a thin wash. And then he does like big areas of color, you know, with, with right. oil real loose. It's just, yeah. it's just super cool. Yeah. I'm always trying to replicate that when I paint in the back of my mind, but I, you know, it's, it, he makes it look so easy. We did a tattoo event in, uh, uh, Italy, uh, a couple of years ago. And we did an art fusion, which is a collaborative painting. Um, yeah, thing that we do. And, uh, so it was Julie, Boris, Stefano, Al- Alcantara, and myself doing a collaborative. Wow. So I stood there against the board, standing next to Boris, drawing the same dragon together. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Cool. Tell you how cool <laughs> was, you know? I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, amazing. amazing. I'd love to watch him paint, and Julie Bell's... It, I want to get them on the show, man. I wonder if we could get. Them. You oh, think I'm they would sure go on the show? Yeah, I'm sure they. Ah, oh, that would be so yeah. cool. Oh my yeah. god, it just occurred to me right now. It'd be yeah, fucking totally. amazing. Totally. Um, I'll uh, I'll um, uh, hook us up somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be that'd be yeah, great. Oh, cool, cool. Um. Mike, you've been kind of silent. <laughs> Do you have anything? I feel like I'm oh, no. hogging, I'm, I'm hogging enjoying, the conversation. I'm, no, no, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying listening. And the other thing is too is that I'm I'm also being responsive to feedback because I've had a few people say, "Hey, when you have the guests on, shut up and let them talk." Okay. So uh, yeah, so I'm just like you know, I'm I'm responsive to what people have to say. We're we're producing something for people, right? And right, so right. they're mostly like, "Yeah, you know, we want to hear about the guests." So you know, you've been running along asking great yeah. questions. Hey. So I'm straight i'm in i'm engaged good 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 i'm taking up my airtime man what's up with that (laughs) (laughs) i'm cool not even from the guests yeah you know people hear it and they're like you know hey they give you your their feedback and the thing is i'm i'm open to that feedback it's important to me that i adjust to what people want you know and so yeah so i i'm all about just like hey hang back and if chet runs out of questions then i'm always there with questions i'm a documentary filmmaker come on i got questions coming out my ass (laughs) (laughs) we don't want those questions um, no, I'm, I'm happy to, I've got a million questions for Paul. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to, uh, ask you as well is where, where do you see this whole movement, this dark art movement going? 
Uh, well, we're all headed for the apocalypse, of course. So. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's a given, but the lost artwork will remain behind. <laughs> <laughs> and when the aliens come, they'll be like, "Oh, these people were so dark. No wonder they destroyed themselves." <laughs> <laughs> they must uh, have been Satanists. Yeah, must have been the Satanists. <laughs> uh, where do I see it going? Well, yeah, we I live mean, in a society that's uh, quite combustible now. Uh, and I think the fact that uh, there's so much oversaturation in the mainstream hype that people want something a bit more meaningful right. with some depth to it. And the thing about dark art is it comes from the psyche of the artist and generally, obviously, dark places within that psyche at whatever degree or level, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the dark aesthetic that it creates soothes part of us all of us whether we deny it or not mm -hmm. uh soothes a part of our inner being you know uh it almost validates some things that we feel and in, in in society now i find more and more people coming to the gallery with an open mind and appreciating the darker aesthetic because uh we have a need for it more than ever mm -hmm. you know it's an outlet it's a venting, right. you know and uh uh, like I said, it's such a crazy world now. There's more of a place for dark art than there's ever been. Right. That's and, uh, yeah. I, agree, I totally agree. It'll grow in legitimacy uh, and appreciation. You know, I've had uh, one of my exhibits where I, I had a piece in a group show, and uh, a husband and wife got in a huge domestic squabble in the middle of the opening <laughs> because he was he really wanted to buy my piece. <laughs> Like, chomping at the bit to buy this piece and his wife there's no way i'm letting this in my house <laughs> oh man yeah that's i hear that so often and i was like you know what this is payment enough <laughs> you can just have it <laughs> i mean if i can't touch a nerve with people why the fuck am i here you right know? right so, i remember when i had uh i'm not i think it was the faces of death show i had at last rites uh -huh. Um, I remember there was, I think it was a family came in the people that bought one of the people that bought, uh, I think it was pink elephant, this painting I did. And, uh -huh. um, it was so cool because they didn't, they looked completely like your average people. And yeah. I always kind of get a kick out of that more than anything. When, when I see someone that you wouldn't know is into dark art and they're totally yeah. into it to me, that's even cooler in a way because that's it's like awesome. that's well, a yeah. that's a really cool person because they're just yeah, like yeah. you know they, they're they're you know I don't, they don't have to uh show it they're just into it you right. know if they just well, have you know, dark, yeah dark art incites open-mindedness you know right I yeah think. yeah and, yeah uh, well you have to have yeah. an open mind it, to appreciate it it's crazy the people that you end up, i mean i have fans that are like doctors and lawyers right you know? Like people, you just don't expect uh, to appreciate this sort of thing, but you have to start expecting it because it's there. You know, it's right. in. And you Ex just have to pull it out of them. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Is is, yeah. It, is it really is? It's in everybody. I just think that yeah. this is so. I get so crazy worked up about it and excited about it because it's just so huge. I just know that it's it's like just under the surface and it's this yeah. huge worldwide thing that's just under yeah. the surface. And I feel like it's, a, you know, about to blow or something. Well, here's the thing, you know, owning 
two art galleries. Um, yeah, right. I see both sides of the fence. I'm an artist and I'm a gallerist, you know? Right. And um, I see a lot of people, um, you know, they're, they're, they're coming around, you know, because um, it's really, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, uh, I had a time, one, I don't know if this is the right example, but uh, I was doing a tattoo convention in the Midwest somewhere. And this family came in at the beginning of the weekend. It was a father, a wife, a daughter, a son, and a baby. Mm -hmm. All of them were completely normal people. Right. Like, take them out of a crowd at, at a mall, you know? Except the entire family, including the baby, had corpse paint on. <laughs> yeah, and they stood by my booth quietly, not even talking to me. Right, they stood by my booth all weekend long. Wow, I mean, twelve hours a day, you know, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> change the baby. But uh, it was so bizarre, you know. And I'm like, that's, that's hardcore, man. Yeah, you know, I would never expect that. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but there you go. You get things you don't expect. Right, know? right, so, yeah. <laughs> I, in a, you know, in a, in a in a way, it feels like it's almost like an evolution of humanity to to come around and start accepting this part of themselves in, in a way that's yeah. healthy. You know, it's it's maybe part of the pro, you know part of the problem is is this repression of it. That's well, you know, you know I, I think there's a real divide now that I see mm. uh, what I'm going to get to. And I forgot um, uh, that basically the dark art world is like the real people. Mm -hmm. you know, this is real. This is people that appreciate the art for the art. Right. Um, then there's the art world, uh, the higher art world, the, uh, you know, the, um, the stuff that's like based more on who buys them yeah the art you kind know? of the blue chip so the blue for dark art to break into any kind of mainstream which i hope it never really does right even though i want to see it succeed i don't want to see it get poisoned by the art world right you know? and and it become oh i must have a uh you know chet czar he's selling for 150 grand and i added my collection of investments and, right you know and, and it's like who buys you or whose collection you're in dictates how popular you are right yeah and i find that a little bit disappointing you oh know? yeah the way the world works you know and, and I know. so there's like a real line between the growth of dark art and the mainstream art world like as far as will they ever mesh I kind of don't think so. I'm not saying that dark art will never be more than it is. I'm sure it will grow and is uh, quite rapidly now more than ever. But it, and what I'm excited about is it's growing in a world of real people, right? A bunch of like predetermined bullshit that you know, um, you know, like this gallery. I encourage my artists to explore their dark side. Uh, more so than hey, paint me more of those girls with the big eyes because they sell really good. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not into any of that. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. I. I um, 
Oh man, I had a really good thought. Give me one second. My dogs were running in and out of the room. Um, this is when artists talk to each other, everyone flakes out. <laughs> I know, because we're all brain dead. <laughs> what we're talking about, man. <laughs> I, I think that okay, I know what I was. Day. I know what I was saying. Now Mike's used to it. I, I think I know what I was going to say. Um, I hope you know. I hope we 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 start our own thing and sidestep. And you yeah, know, I agree. the the punk in me wants to say I want to destroy. I'd like to destroy the blue chip art world because I hate I hate it so much. I hate 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 it. Hate it. Yeah. Pisses me off yeah. to no end. It's so yeah. wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It's immoral. It's wrong. It's right. bullshit. See? Right. Um, <laughs> see how I get going? But I, a lot of people feel like you do. I know. Most people and, feel and, that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? They and just it's, never had an outlet. They never had us say it. Right, know? right, right. And so, you know, I, I like the idea of just, you know, kind of making our own way and still yeah. being huge and and still being huge and and I do uh uh agree with you also on the 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 whole mainstream acceptance thing it's such a you know it's on one hand for the for the artists and the fans I want them to feel like they're not bad for for liking this and creating this cuz it's cuz they're not and um and so we want to give them that. At the same time, you don't want it to become so commercialized that it becomes what happened to for, for punk music or something. You well, know what I mean? Doing. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's That's kind of the problem. As it gets more popular, it it waters down and dilutes. Like right. The top of it does. The core is still there. Right. But popularizes with popularity comes trends. You know. Right. That's the probably the only thing. See, I don't even think we have to be worried about that because it's the type of art that is never going to be mainstream trendy. Right, and yeah. Those people that are from that world don't have the capacity to understand, relate, or appreciate anything we do. Right. And really fine with that because I'm not catering to them. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck whether they like my art or your art or not. Right. You know? and, uh, because there's nothing substantial there there's no reward for us oh i'm so happy that the mainstream likes my art (laughs) what's rewarding there i don't know yeah maybe the uh I guess maybe Phew, I it. <laughs> the, the money, Aware. I suppose the money is about the only thing that would do That's be about it, you know? good, good to come out of that. Okay, the money is all about just having the money to do bigger, crazier shit. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what we always say on the show. Yeah. You know, I don't know, you know, set one on fire instead. You know? Right. <laughs> Call it an installation. Yeah, I, su- I suppose that's, you know, that's, uh, uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. If it comes to yeah. that point, you know, it's not the worst. We just pro- stay true to the art and everything falls in place, you know? Right, yeah, that's yeah. There. And I, I think, you know, I think part of the, um, I think what's a big part of dark art, uh, why, one of the reasons it's so important and valid is that it is about uh, no bullshit. You know, it's about truth and um right. And I, and I hope that we can kind of keep that in the community as an important, really important aspect of what dark art, what defines dark art too, is uh, authenticity. You know, yeah, absolutely. as you well, know, it's important that there are like outlets like what you guys are doing uh, because and, we're setting the pace. You know, we're right. kind of laying it out as to what it is from our point of view, mm-hmm. and 
it's educating people from the start. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. It's not like they have to learn that it's legitimate when they see it. They, it's kind of inherent. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I think it's, uh, we're doing God's work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I truly believe that it just depends. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you have to, whatever you think of as God is we're doing the good work. How about that? We're doing good work. I think yeah. it's about doing good ultimately. Yeah. We're worshiping the art God one way or another, That's whatever right. that art God may or may not be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of what else to ask you. There's so many, there's I'd so like much. to know, I'd like to know, uh, who right now is an artist in the dark art world that you're really excited about, Paul, or maybe um, more than one painting, tattooing, either or, or, anything. Uh, yeah. I'm just curious what your tastes um, are right now. Well, I would say, uh, I always hate to name names because I always leave people. Out, I know. But, uh, yeah, totally. But you just, know, in, in, um, I see, okay. Owning a gallery. Yeah. You see uh, a lot of art. <laughs> I see a lot of work. Uh, sometimes it's, there's a touch of darkness in it. That's enough for me to appreciate the work. And sometimes it's over the top. You know, mm-hmm. I tend to like stuff that has a real psychological side to it. That, mm-hmm. uh, forces you to think about shit that you need to be reminded to think about, you know, like uh, art that brings you to a place. Like if, if one of my paintings, someone could walk up to it and look at it and it reminds them of their life that brings on tears. Yeah. You know, you, I feel like I've moved them in some way. You, you know, know, you know, let, let, let me interject real quick. Uh, uh, the, the one time, um, that has happened to me that I have heard of was at your gallery. At oh, least cool. that's what I forget who was who was your who was running it back then for the Faces of Death show. But someone oh. told me it was like a, a Russian couple maybe were were interested in a piece and they and they and they started crying. It was it was whoever was running the gallery at the time. They they were brought to tears. And, and yeah. that, it's just funny yeah, I remember that. The, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the painting. Um, but it's just—it's funny that you brought it up, and that's the only time that I know of that it's happened is in your gallery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know, it's like a validation. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not painting for anyone else but me. Right. But I would like to move people when the painting is done. Absolutely. You know? I would like to touch a nerve. I would like to bring on some emotion. You know. Mm. I mean, that's what art is for me. That's why I like dark art because it—it's emotional and it comes from a place deep inside that. Uh, brings people to an emotional state and that's expression. Right. That's what art, you know, a happy little tree with a rainbow for me doesn't say anything. Right. And it doesn't bring me to a happy place either. Right. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, uh, a demon gnawing on bones in a cave might make me happy. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) I, uh, I feel if art's not moving you in some way with its narrative and its visual aesthetic, uh, then there's not much point to it. Right. Uh, and I'm a bit extreme and severe and unforgiving, but um, 
I, uh, I really, I feel that's important, at least in my own work. And I find to be important in most dark art is, uh, that aspect of it. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of what with human condition, you know? Yeah. I think that, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of different types of dark art within that umbrella sure. term. Um, and, uh, you know, there is, there is an, an element of what people who don't know about it think it is, which is right. just a bunch of, you know, goofy. Well, they see a lot of it. Is, <laughs> yeah. Graphic illustration. But, but, all the time. but, but um, yeah, yeah, but there, there, but the, the stuff that really, you know, like you're saying gets me off is the, is the stuff that's deep that touches you yeah. has that magic thing has that weird, mysterious thing that you can't put your finger on that hits you right. in your gut. You know, and that's what, you know, I think we should all be sort of trying to encourage in this movement. Well, you know we, what I mean? Separate the men from the boys, you know, so right. to speak, where there's happy art and then there's our art. Right. You know? And happy art's great for the shallow. But if you're a deep person, you might want to explore the dark art world. Right, know? right. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, it's like snorkeling versus scuba diving. Yeah, yeah there you go. go. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Yeah. So, I'm, do, you, yeah. do you have uh, any uh, upcoming plans? Because we're kind of getting near the hour, or I think we're at the hour point, maybe. Yeah, uh, we're at the hour. What, what's, what do you... Plans, yeah, uh, with your gallery or yeah, I, I, so many projects. I know <laughs> it's a matter of what comes along that can help me make it happen. You know, right? Like I'd love to meet a coder, a programmer for some ideas that I got. You know, to work with. I right? Yeah, you were telling me about that from, one. You know, technology and stuff, the art, of course. You know, I'm doing my second music video soon. Oh, cool. Uh, I work in a lot of mediums, you know, I guess what people may not know is, yeah, there's painting and tattooing, but there's also music or an attempt at it. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, um, 3D design, sculpting. Um, That's right. Yeah. You're a great sculptor, too. I, I just roll around my room in my chair and work on various mediums. I know. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of multiple mediums. I think it broadens your scope and... Uh, uh, and helps you find the core of your creative flow yeah, you know, like yeah underneath each medium there's a creative core that exists that when you're only working in one medium you might not see as easily but when you're working in several you find approaches techniques to be similar because they're coming from your core uh approach you know right. so like everything i do i look at as sculpting you mm -hmm. know um tattooing painting that's music, interesting sculpting in layers yeah you know? and um and that's kind of where i exist now you know because of all these different mediums i work in the only real problem is occasionally you get diluted because you take on too much right but uh as far as like cross exploration i i'm a big advocate of it yeah yeah for sure yeah we just did a did a show what was it last week or the week before of experimentation yeah about experimenting in different mediums and you know it's really really important 
especially to find find yourself as an artist too. Yeah. My entire college degree was based on multidisciplinary studies. I mean, I couldn't even, the the way to write my degree was by virtue of the fact that it was multidisciplinary. So I'm a big proponent of the multidisciplinary outlook for sure. Yeah. And I, I love, I, you know, if I had more time, I'd be doing a lot more music. I love writing music and I love sculpting and I love filmmaking. You know, it's just, you know, you can only do so much. I know. I know. (laughs) I feel, I feel like I'm trying to get the, um, the painting train at full speed so I can maybe take a little break from running the train and brain tattooing. You know, it's like I've done color. I'm just not that interested because I'm still trying to figure out black and gray. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but occasionally is nice. So, (laughs) so you got, you, uh, you, you, what, you don't have what's the show you got now at uh, Last Rites and uh, what, what do you uh, have coming? Paul Christina's up right now. Um, Damian Eccles. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Who else we got? Um, um, I got to look for the card. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but uh, we have a nice selection. We're about uh, we got a new show coming up soon. Um, but um, we're kind of formulating the next year now. I just. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brought in a new director, uh, Michael Rubel. All right, uh, Rubel, and um, he's uh, been working out great. And he's for, Jason, he, you know, and, he's from uh, uh, Arcadia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with me now. Yeah, that's so, that's amazing because Arcadia is like yeah. <laughs> Arcadia. It's, it takes so much stress off when you got a solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't handle the day to day stuff with the gallery. Oh anymore. God, I don't know so how. Red curtain who makes the big decisions, you know. Right. Uh, I'm happy there. You know. Oh man, just curate curating shows has made me yeah. ne- never want to <laughs> run a run a gallery, man. I'm kind of an Instagram curator. I come across art and I send it to my director and say, "Check this guy out." That's the fun part. That's the yeah, fun part, you know. Part. <laughs> it's all, all the rest of it that sucks. Yeah. That's why you get a. That's why you get a good gallery director in there to deal with all yeah. that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah well, I got. I got a. I, I got a show with you guys again. It's been a while since. Yeah, man. You know, I, I got a lot yeah, of people on the East Coast who's hitting me up, asking me if I'm ever going to do a show out there again. I'm just yeah. trying to get this fucking book done, man. Once I get this book done, yeah. it's going to free me up. It's killing me. Right on. Anyway. Right on. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm going to be bugging you soon. Yeah, soon. Absolutely, dude. We should do we'll it. Look it up. Do a two man show. I'd love to Hell do a yeah. two man show with you. That would be great. Oh God, not my own gallery. You can't. You know what? I can't show in my own gal- I'll do a group show in my gallery. You know, one you, piece. <laughs> you can do myself. It's myself. It's your it's gallery. You can show whatever the fuck you want, including yourself. You know, I, I bet see, you. I feel, I feel where he's coming from. I feel where he's coming. I know where he's coming from. Hey, but me. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. It would be I, cool to do a two man though, for sure. It would, it would. But but the 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 thing is, I bet you every single person that goes to Last Rites would love to see a Paul Booth show. Yeah, yeah. So I, so that to me is more important than the other But I'm a dark artist, so they have to understand I've got lots of issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you just hide in your little room all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My favorite you know what my favorite part of this looking? 
<laughs> my favorite part of this whole interview is listening to your accent because I spent nine months in New Jersey. And so oh. I'm, even though I'm from the Pacific Northwest, I spent nine months living over there, remodeling a hotel on Wildwood Island during the off season. Uh-huh. And it was just like creepy ghost town place. Yeah. But I got like this like oh, yeah. feeling for the, the New Jersey people. So listening to your accent, the whole show is all like kind of comforting in a weird way. Know, right <laughs> yeah. Jersey people are a uh, read to their own. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <laughs> We're like the bastard child of New York, you know. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> that's always the that's and and dark art is the bastard child of regular art. There you yeah, go. Let's go. <laughs> well, I guess we'll yeah. you know we're, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We're at over an hour, so um, thank you so much for coming on. It's really an honor for us. Last man, and, thanks for having. Yeah, and uh, I know that everyone's going to really appreciate listening to this. So I'm 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 going to thank you from all all the fans who listen as well. And um, well, on our behalf, we thank you for doing this. Uh, I think it's important what you guys are doing, and I'm happy to be a part of it. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, any awesome, thank you. Any any uh, any any ideas you have about the movement or what we can do on the show to help things move along just you got my number so just shoot me a yeah. text if you ever have ideas sure. or people you know ideas for people on the show and then get me boris's info so yeah, i can get, get him on yeah, yeah. <laughs> boris yeah. and julie so yeah, I will. I all right so um uh thank you and mike do you want to do you have anything yeah, to absolutely to, to end uh, i just do you do to, to, to end the show on? Do you have any info you want to say? Yeah, or? yeah. I, I definitely do. I think that the first thing we want to say is that again, you know, Chet just mentioned that like you know the fans are really excited about this episode, but I don't I don't think he really dignified it on the level that like I do all the social media advocating and admin and all this stuff and the amount of of push that that particular non promoted post got with your name on it (laughs) for that page literally it's ridiculous compared to all the rest of the posts so people were that excited so again i think it's important to reiterate the fact that the fans are really excited that you came on the show and i know that this is going to be one of those episodes they're really tuning into the other thing i want to mention is is we're going to put your link in there at the end of this for your gallery so that people can navigate over there through the description do you have any kind of other links you'd like to mention on here at the end Uh, uh, places people can find you i could use some followers on instagram for investors you know but other than that i don't care much Paul, you're Paul Booth on on the Instagram. The reality is like, you know, some of my projects require a bunch of money. Yeah, but everyone mm-hmm. thinks I'm a millionaire, so I can't do uh, uh, crowdfunding. Right. And, uh, but the, the the unfortunate reality is like, to get capital for a big project, investors go to your Instagram page and look at your followers. And right. My crew has three times as many followers as I do, you know. So really, um, anyway, I'm not I'm, I'm not complaining or whatever. <laughs> okay, go follow my own way. Go follow but, uh, Paul on Instagram. Follow Paul on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, do, did you have any any like I don't know? Normally you say stuff. You say stuff at the end. Why does Jesus hate Eminem? <laughs> Why? Catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Next Wednesday, another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Head over to patreon.com forward slash dark art society to become an official member of the Dark Art Society. Thank you again. Take care, guys. That's right. Thank you guys. Thanks, Paul. Bye.
Right on, guys. All Thanks, right. Vince.